Welcome to the Sean Morgan Report. We're going to sift through propaganda with Paul Ferber. We're going to question the mainstream narrative and expose media propaganda right now. That's a great question. That's a good question. Great question. That's a great question. Well, that's a, a really good question. It's a great question. Well, you're right. We are joined by Paul Ferber, author and researcher. Paul, thanks for joining us. I wanted to get your insight into what's on everyone's minds right now, what's being pumped out there, uh, war propaganda on both sides. Uh, and it's like people are filled with fear that I, I got an email uh, from the Department of State that said, if you're an American citizen, it doesn't matter where you are in the world right now, you're being targeted, you should be fearful. So... Um, Paul, any breaking news that, that you have on your mind uh, related to this conflict or related to uh, anything at all with uh, is Israel, Hamas, uh, the funding of both mm. sides? It's been striking how within hours the world was deliberately divided into two. must support Israel or you must support Hamas. That accompanied by a whole lot of, you know, and, uh, and atrocities supposedly on either side. I, I found the attack, but the details of the attack by Hamas very strange. Um, it, their footage looked like they were attacking a an empty checkpoint. Um, the the Israelis, I mean, several Israeli IDF soldiers jumped onto social media and said, "Hang on." A cockroach couldn't get near this fence. It's the most heavily guarded border in the world, and Hamas just walked in. That doesn't make sense. Plus, also, Israeli settlements around there were screaming for help from the army and the police. Uh, you know, nothing happened for six hours. The you know the moved to the west. Um, yeah, so itself seemed a little bit strange. Not that Israel is doing it to herself, but I think it it, it may have been allowed to happen. One of a, a level-headed Israeli journalist who I follow said, she said, yeah, this is the deep state again. And I think it's good to remind ourselves that Israelis are actually just ordinary people like you and me who get jerked around by their governments and by the deep state. I mean, they were vaccinated up to the nines during Corona, something like 90% which, as we know now, the vaccines cause uh, myocarditis, pericarditis. They're full of foreign DNA and various nasties in there. The The reaction in the West has been, yeah, so if you're on the side of Israel, you're going to believe the 40 beheaded baby story, despite not being true. Um, the, the entire event itself, I, I, I noticed it was full of triggers. So, you know, that would trigger your emotions. So, a whole lot of young and beautiful ravers at a concert were taken hostage or slaughtered. Haven't seen a whole lot of confirmatory information about that. You know, if you were if you were if you were supporting Hamas, then you know it was the usual Israeli war crimes. Um, what are they doing? Bombing hospitals, uh, slaughtering civilians. Yeah, the Middle East is a rough part of town and everyone's a war criminal to some extent or another. And I just, especially on social media, Twitter and Facebook in particular, I found just 
people were divided right down the middle and you had to either support this or you had to support that. But um, right. yeah, the, real, the reality is not so simple. Yeah, of course, you have the Sarah Silvermans and the, the, the Hollywood elite pro-Israel. You've got the conservative Inc. like Ben Shapiro pro-Israel. Mm. Uh, and then you've got some interesting ways that the Joe Biden seems to be playing both sides. Uh, and that's an interesting concept, the idea of maybe the deep state is funding both sides, is on both sides. Uh, I wanted to show a clip of Senator Kennedy talking about the funding of Iran by the United States government. Let's take a look. Uh, several months ago, it wasn't well publicized, President Biden and Treasury Yellen gave Iran three and a half billion dollars through the International Monetary Fund. And that's not the six billion that we have we have objected to three and a half billion dollars cash i'll be glad to come on your show and explain how they did that i objected at the time i tried to pass a bill to stop it they rolled over me the press didn't pick it up but here's the problem we face right now the 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 time to build the ark is before the rain and the biden administration didn't well, so there, there's an example. We all know that uh, this is basically uh, a war between Iran and Israel uh, because Iran funds and trains Hamas. And so this idea of new aid packages uh, possibly being given to Israel for munitions and being given to <laughs> Palestine or Hamas, uh, it's like – why are we? Why do we keep sending all this money abroad? And is it really worth it? Are we getting mm. anything in return at all? Um, mm. And so let's show this image on the screen from from Neon Revolt uh, that shows basically American taxpayers paying for both sides here. Uh, who 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 are the biggest suckers? Uh, you know, at some point, uh, I believe President Trump's America First. A policy uh, should mean that we don't give any more money to other countries. Um, and there are some people who still think that this is a good, uh, a good investment. If America gives military uh, aid to Iran, it's basically like having an American presence in the Middle East. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I'm almost 40 years old, and I remember when I was just a little kid, all of the uh, Middle East peace meetings and so forth, and nothing ha – we haven't made any progress, except for perhaps the progress during the Trump years uh, when we did have temporary peace. What are your thoughts, Paul? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Sean. The um, displaying both sides is a – a very common feature of the worldwide deep state, you know, the cabal, the cult, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, they will play up both sides. They will fund both sides. The entire Middle East has been deliberately made uh, intractable. You know, in other words, it's completely unsolvable because of how much blood has been spilt on both sides. But if you look back at who did it, I mean, the Rothschilds uh, and the powers that be created Israel, um, in well, they created the, the, the they created the, the um, conditions for it in the twenties, and then the nation itself was formed in nineteen forty seven. And they, but they've also, if you think about the number of Iranian 
I want to call them traitors. Yeah, I know it's a strong word, but the number of uh, traitors in the in the current administration who actually work for Iran. I mean, I'm talking about people like John Kerry, who have family connections to Iran. Peter Strzok, who's a spy for Iran. Um, Valerie Jarrett, who was, you know, behind Obama in his years. Yeah, Iranian. Uh, Uma Abedin was a spy for the Muslim Brotherhood. You've got, and these aren't, these aren't just like, you know, minions running around in bureaucratic offices. These are senior people in the current and in the, uh, you know, the Obama administration with direct ties to Iran. Now, yeah, that I, I, it, it doesn't surprise me at all that they gave them three and a half billion on the sly. Interestingly, the six billion that everyone was screaming about was actually Iran's money. Um, it, they just unfroze it. So there wasn't right. actually a, tr a transfer there. But even so, um, I think one of my sources who I find very reliable says that Iran had nothing to do with the Hamas attack that this is sponsored by someone else, a third party designed to stir up trouble. And a third party, which also has enough power over Israel to make them look bad too. Um, if you kind of, if you are there, if you look at it the conspiratorial way, which is my, which is my bent, then it, a lot of little bits of evidence here and there seems to suggest that both sides are being played off each other in order to, well, in order to drag the entire Arab world into a holy war, was hosted above the dome. That means, as far as I understand, yeah, if you if you speak to ordinary Muslims, they say, no, it means mourning. No, this has never happened before in history. And as I understand, what the Hadith says is that in, in tradition is that that is a call to all Muslims worldwide for revenge. And, and to take action, and you need to crawl over snow if you have to, to get to you know the, the place of fighting. So this is very much my current opinion is this is very much a holy war. In other words, it, it, it you know appealing to reason on either side isn't going to work. It's just you know the, the the prejudices and the biases are just too deep, and it's going to drag in the West deliberately so. Um, so it's a holy war. It's been planned for decades. It's been orchestrated carefully. And, yeah, it's probably, I suspect, I hope I'm wrong, but I suspect it will go nuclear. Israel is not going to, somebody said to me, they're not going to go into the ovens alone this time. Um, they will, you know, they will make sure to take as many as many down with them. Um and yeah, right. that's that. We're talking about nuclear war and millions dead, and then maybe a ceasefire after that, while we can all contemplate the absolute horror of Lebanon, the south, you know, Damascus, um, maybe an Israeli city, and Tehran getting glassed. That's what that's what's in our very near right. future, I'm afraid, in the next few months. It's it's scary how close we are to the brink. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. this is a small geographic area, Israel, and uh, one nuclear blast could destroy a lot uh, and a lot of lives, and and just how quickly it could escalate. Um, and this just reminds me of of, of the Ukraine conflict. You know, uh, they the propaganda was very very strong. Uh, it was. COVID, 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 mask, 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 vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. And then all of a sudden, all of that dropped. The pandemic was over and stand with Ukraine 
propaganda. And mm. it was the same idea of the Russians are doing war atrocities and uh, the Ukrainians are, are the victims and we need to support them and stand with them and fund them. And now, you know, I'm in Brazil and I've seen the, the propaganda here has been totally pro-Israel and making the, the Israeli people are, are the victims. And there have been various uh, kidnapped citizens from Brazil and from South America who are supposedly kidnapped by Hamas. I don't know all the details, yeah. but that's what's being put out there. Uh, and yet we have Lula, uh, the president of Brazil, actually trying to negotiate humanitarian aid for Hamas, and that was rejected by the UN Security Council. And we've also had Joe Biden um, kind of playing both sides. So, so people feel like they're forced to take a side, individuals, and then world leaders mm. are feel like they're forced to take a side as well. Uh, but this is this is the kind of thing where when you do choose a side, uh, they want you to write a check. So so this could could turn into another Ukraine where yeah. you write a blank check, blank check, blank check. And where does the money really go? Well, it seems to go uh, to uh, weapons, especially Ukraine. The, a considerable portion of the money given to Ukraine um, in the, the, the first 18 months of the Russian special military operation went to black market weapons, which then went all over the world, including Israel and including the Arab world. So um, I believe there's some uh, U.S. weapons from Afghanistan also in the Middle East right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a horror story. Um, and, then, and then Hezbollah has been making, uh, Hezbollah has been uh, shouting on social media as well. Now, of course, there's the big uh, Sunni versus Shia Muslim divide. Hezbollah are Shiites, if I remember correctly, and they are support they are supported very much by Iran. But Hamas are Sunnis, but you know they they both agree on <coughs> excuse me they both agree on the um, you know the, the holiness of the, some sites in Israel, uh, the Temple Mount, for instance. This is a holy war but probably between i would say between islam and and israel and tangentially the west but yeah the, right. the us the uss gerald ford is in the med just offshore so the west would get involved there right um, and we've had the bombing Russian, of the yeah. of the uh, greek orthodox church um people are saying mm. that israel is responsible right. for that uh, and in Christian victims, yeah. of course, uh, involved as well. Christians in the United States, uh, you know, mm -hmm. very much influenced by the religiosity aspect of all of this. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to show a video of Hamas protesters disturbing our Senate. And the double standard, of course, if you're an American and you, you disturb a proceeding, you get thrown in the gulag. But if you support Hamas, apparently it's okay. Let's take a look at this video as soon as we come back. Yeah. The world is about to shift. Banks are going cashless globally with the emergence of central bank digital currency, which will bring with it programmable money and the ability to turn on or off your purchasing power based on your digital social profile. It's like the equivalent of spyware in your bank account. You need to get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, PhD, 720-605-3900. Stay informed at ampnews.us. 
Making Sense of the Madness with Jason Burmis, exposing the technocratic agenda. Unrestricted Truths with James Grundvig's research on the deep state and narrative warfare. Counter Narrative with Christy Lee, interviewing the power players who are revolutionizing the truth movement. About George with Gene Ho, a show about a new magazine for a new era of truth. Subscribe to our Rumble channel and watch these daily shows live on appnews.us. Eighteen years ago is so that that's you know we've got yelling and screaming and on both sides really uh, you know there's yeah. there doesn't seem to be any room for debate about this topic because it's so ideological. Um, any other thoughts, Paul? Yeah. The, uh... Yeah, I hope uh, they're all arrested and put in jail for 22 years, is it? I think, isn't that the standard? If you're going to walk into the Capitol and, and, and protest. Yeah, um, it's quite, I, I find it quite interesting observing uh, various countries around the world. Well, particularly um, the US and the UK, um, how much the local communities rallied in support of either Israel or, um, or, or Hamas or the Arab world in general. Because of course the West has imported large quantities of of Israelis and well Jewish people and large quantities of, of uh, Muslims. So straight away you've got you know you've got locals, people who would consider themselves British or American, who are very strongly ideologically tied to one side or the other um, in the Middle East. Which again I think is deliberate. I go back to what I said at the beginning of the show that. This has the Middle East situation has been very carefully in to make it insoluble and to play off both sides against each other exactly so that we can get to a situation like like this where both sides have their finger on the trigger and superpowers are ready to get involved at a moment's notice. It's 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 thousands of years of conflict in the Middle East. I really believe it's all come come down to this. We are very close to the edge. Well, you've mentioned many times uh, the note meeting notes from someone who found themselves in a deep state strategic meeting, and mm. they talked about the, the the various sequences of world events and how this conflict yeah. in the Middle East going nuclear was part of that plan. Could, could you rehash that? Yeah, that, that, thanks for reminding me. That's a very good point. It was Bill Ryan from Project Avalon, who's a been a truther journalist for decades, uh, an eyewitness in 10, he said, hey, I was in a meeting in 2005 in the city of London, um, and it was an informal meeting, and I'm sure I was invited by accident. This was a, a senior military guy in the British Navy, retired, very a financial solid guy, but no, knew his weapons and whatever, and he was on the email list, and he, he sat down in this meeting, and a whole lot of senior members of British conservative society, so politicians, ministers, um, the, head of the, the, the head of the Church of England was there, and so on. It was about 30 They were discussing that 
Israel didn't look like it was about to attack Iran anytime soon. And how could they expedite that? And, and this guy, within a few minutes, was very shocked at what he was hearing, but obviously kept his poker face, kind of smiled and agreed. But he was very shocked. And what he figured out, an action group, the powers that be, um, and they called themselves the Anglo-Saxon Mission. And their sequence of events, 2005, which is now 15 years ago, 18 years ago, their, their sequence was um, China would catch a cold. guess we've seen that already. Then there would be a global pandemic. Yeah, guess we've seen that already. Then there'd be a conflict in the Middle East leading to a limited nuclear exchange, after which we'd see a ceasefire, and then the real global conflict would start. So I think we're sort of, you know, in the sequence A, B, C, D, E, we're at point D. We're just waiting for the limited nuclear exchange in the Middle East. And this, again, just bolsters my belief that this has been orchestrated by um, the elites who run the world. They want um, they want a war to distract from the upcoming stock market crash. Uh, the U.S. debt is going to be about $34 trillion on Tuesday, I believe it is. The bond market is in horrible shape right now. Nobody wants government 10-year bonds. The dollar looks like it's going to go away unless it's propped up in the sake of another disaster. And wars are, if you look at the grand cycle of, of world conflicts, wars have been traditionally extremely useful vehicles to stimulate the economy. You, you know, you get countries and, and defense contractors spending billions on, on uh, war materials it, it gives a country that artificial stimulus. Quite how it's going to work when everyone gets nuked, I'm not sure. But it, certainly there will be some there will be some spending and some distraction. But that, I do come back to that conversation that whistleblower overheard quite often because there's a lot of information in there that has been proven true um, time and again, um, especially for something that's nearly 20 years old. At the, the, the elites seem to be fairly rigid in terms of how they plan things. You know, they get their orders from on high and they, they A must happen, then B, then C, then D. It, it's, it is a sequence-based thing, as you said, um, which means they're not particularly flexible to, you know, when the good guys fight back. If you think Omicron was, um, I know for a fact that Omicron was constructed by the good guys because it ended the pandemic in three months. I, otherwise, we'd be still locked down. In fact, we'll be locked down until another two years, after which we'd be begging for the vaccines. Instead, you know, the pandemic went away very quickly by itself, and most people got immunized. Almost all people around the world got immunized. So, yeah, I, I'm expecting the second pandemic to be really nasty stuff. But, again, we need to look out for... Um, we need, you know, we need to look out for new pandemics because that's in the elite's plan of things, which has proven itself true so far. One thing we didn't talk about on the Hamas side is Hamas has also been invading the U.S.'s southern border. So there are a lot of Hamas cells in the United States right now ready to be activated. And, you know, do they have bioweapons from Syria? Do they have, you know, what do they got? I think... That's something, that's something we need to be aware of. The, the, the Middle East conflict is localized at the moment, but it could easily spread um, around the world because it doesn't take many resources. 
you know, to get uh, just a few guys with weapons and orders to cause chaos. We need to we need to uh, be aware that that might happen as well. Right. That's a good thing to keep in mind, these sleeper cells that could be activated. But mm. I want to go back to a comment you made. We have a few minutes left uh, about the idea of superpowers getting involved. Now, where does Russia and China stand on this conflict? And what about Taiwan and that escalating and, mm. and Taiwan turning into a, a yeah. new Ukraine? Yeah, I suspect that China will take Taiwan in the new year, probably early in the new year. They, they, it must be really tempting for them to to do it while the Middle East is tearing itself apart, because then uh, you know the US would be too busy to do anything about it. But I think they've they they're being patient and they will retake Taiwan when the time is right. And there's nothing anyone can do about that. They will. Um, that's going to be complicated because the Taiwanese have some Israeli-made uh, nuclear weapons aimed at Beijing. So whether they set them off or, or whether that goes nuclear remains to be seen. Russia seems to be Russia seems to be the only one calling for peace and dialogue in the Middle East right now, because I don't. It, you know, it certainly can't really divert itself from the operation in Ukraine. Um, I think, yeah, Russia's too busy in, in its own backyard right now to worry about uh, Syria. because It has got involved in Syria before. Um, I think it was 2014. Yeah, the Russians, it might have been a bit earlier than that. Yeah, the, Russian, the Russians intervened and basically stopped that region getting out of control very quickly. Um, the U.S. is going to be involved in Syria. I don't think Russia will be. Uh, they may be. They may. Um, it, at the moment, all bets are off about participation by anyone. I, I think the amount of lies and nonsense we've seen about what various sides are up to, um, up to this point, has been so off the charts that I don't trust a single video or photograph that I see from either side in the conflict. AI has become so good that Video games, you know, you can get video game footage that looks just like Gaza and a rocket will land and you actually can't tell the difference between reality and the simulation. So, yeah, I, I, I'm being lazy and I'm being um, neutral and saying, right, I don't believe any of you guys. Um, I'm going to wait and see what happens. But, well, I think that's, that's, that's yeah. rational because, you know, <laughs> When you start waking up to the idea that, that war propaganda exists uh, and then a war starts, uh, you start to become a lot more sensitive to the information uh, that's being thrown at you and put, yeah. it, put in front of you. Uh, and, and here in Brazil, it's just one story after another about people being kidnapped yeah. by Hamas. Uh, yeah. And so it seems like the story is – the story is that uh, Israel and the babies are the victims and and that uh, all of us uh, around the world are citizens of different nations who could have already been victimized through these kidnappings. So, so trying to kind of in, involve mm -hmm. us at a personal level and, and get us to kind of invest in the conflict. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's um, interesting to to sift through the propaganda. Paul, what about you and what you're working on? Are you writing any books right now? Are you writing any articles? Uh, how are you and your family in South Africa? Uh, anything you want to talk about, paulferber.net uh, and how people can interact with you on Twitter? 
Yeah, we're 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 all good. Thanks. The power seems to be on at the moment for most of the time. Um, I think that's because our, the country is doing very well in the Rugby World Cup uh, being held in France. We're into the semi-finals. That'll be playing on Saturday evening. So hopefully we can move into the finals against England. Um, the I am working on a number of things. One is like re, revamping my website. So like an art, you know, display a whole lot of archives that I've been uh, working on. And to... Um, put my book chapters on there that I've written so far. I'm about a third of the way through another book on, yeah, on the current uh, the current state of the world. So, yeah, it's it's fun. I've been busy and uh, just keeping an eye on things as always. Well, we appreciate your insights, Paul. And if, if people want to connect with you, they can do so on paulferber.net and on Twitter. And thank you all of you for watching ampnews.us. We are America's Patriot-only network. You can get my breaking news updates at seanmorganreport.com. God bless all you patriots. Good night. John Morgan and Sean at AmpNews.us.